0: Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Framework Leadership, a podcast about principles and ideas you can use today to take your leadership to the next level. We're now exclusively a part of the SCU Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ken Engle,
1: President of Southeastern University. And I'm your co-host, Michael Steiner, SCU Chief of Staff.
0: And you know, it's exciting today to introduce our guest for today's show, Rabbi Noam Marins. Rabbi Marins is the American Jewish Committee's Director of Interreligious and Intergroup Relations, heading the agency's National Interfaith Outreach and Advocacy. Uh, he also served for 16 years as rabbi of Temple Israel in Ridgewood, New Jersey. Uh, rabbi, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be with you and here on the campus. Yeah. Well, welcome. Hope you felt a warm welcome. You know, uh, here at Southeastern, we, we talk a lot about uh, the keys to discovering your divine design mm-hmm. and allowing, you know, following God's call for your life and allowing him to develop that in your life. Now, your calling has obviously been towards... Uh, Uh, outreach and advocacy of the Jewish community tell us how you found this passion to really represent the Jewish people and what all that involves
2: you know thank you very much I had a very sheltered Jewish life until I was a working adult I grew up in insular Jewish communities I went to Jewish schools even the universities I went to were dominated by Jewish populations. So when I became a congregational rabbi in Ridgewood, New Jersey, where there was only one synagogue Mm. and 20 churches, I became the representative of the Jewish people to the Christian community there. It was overwhelmingly Christian. It was not yet as diverse as it is today. And part of my job was reaching out to the Christian community even before I was doing it on a national level at the American Jewish Committee. Yeah,
1: wow. love it. And That's during wonderful. your time with the AGC, you, like you said, you helped expand kind of engagement with Muslims, Latin American evangelicals, Latter-day Saints, and really kind of, uh, but also taking a, a strong stance of turning back kind of anti-Israel, like all those different types of initiatives. How did that process start for you? How did you get involved in that and what has it been like interacting with these different faith communities?
2: You know, it's a completely different experience than the intimacy of one-on-one when you're in a local community. I desperately miss that yeah. mm. because that's where relationships right. Help right. happen, where they're sitting at your Shabbat table. You visit them in church. They visit you in synagogue. Yeah. This work is more global because we are trying to affect the thinking mm. of leaders. AJC is a leader-to-leader organization. Of course, we do all the things that one does in the 21st century in social media and communications. But ultimately, we're trying to be one-on-one with Mm -hmm. top leaders, whether it's the Pope as the head of the Catholic Church or the leaders of evangelical churches or the leaders of liberal Protestant churches or Orthodox churches. We make sure that we have relationship with them so that when they're making decisions on these critical issues for the Jewish people and critical issues for humanity right. that they are in relationship with Jewish leaders when they do that. Essential to changing the course of Christian-Jewish relations yeah. that was not so healthy right. for the first two millennia. Yeah, so good. Uh, looking at your education, uh, educational
0: background, in addition to earning your master's uh, at the Jewish Theological Seminary and then being recognized with an honorary doctorate, you also earned your bachelor's in Political science at Columbia University. How did that area of study prepare your
2: current position and um, and passion and role today? I always was interested in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you're interested in the world at a school that has a lot of core requirements and not so much time for your major. Mm-hmm. You you focus on the things that are of most interest to you, and I've always uh, been a sponge for current events and political science and Understanding yeah. and opening up the map and looking at the atlas yeah. I'm sure the curious people in the world have taken their atlases off the map during the last few days to understand all the countries sure. Which we just don't know Realize, as Americans right. Someone gave me a gift, you know I was the chair of the International Jewish Committee for religious consultations I just finished a little while ago and as a gift they gave me a new atlas why because my old atlas still had the soviet union mm. yeah. and now you can see and compare and you understand better all that's going on i love that stuff yeah. love yeah. it and what's cool is you know
1: you look at what you look at your educational journey and how um how even though it's not necessarily in the field that you were in, it still is a part of it. What advice would you give for students who aren't quite sure? Maybe they're graduating right now and they don't know what to do with their career, what to do with their degree. How do they make sense of that kind of life transition?
2: Well, first of all, they should try to become good at something. Yeah. It's interesting. I was uh, reading some of your leadership material, and I see that that's a focus of yours, to focus on what you're good at. And I was actually internalizing it, even at my age, Mm -hmm. that I sometimes do stuff that other people could do better. But in the pandemic, we had to learn how to do some things, but I'm not looking forward to continuing that. I think it's better to let the people who know what they're doing do it. But I think that you want to have a passion, but never lose your curiosity right. in oh, other areas just keep staying interested Love in other things i know that for me i didn't understand christianity the way i understand it today mm. i was a rabbi of course i knew more right. than most because i understood about faith etc mm. but i maintained that curiosity and now at a later mm. age in life I'm like a kid in a candy store because yeah. I'm having a new adventure and I'm learning to be an expert in something that builds upon uh, the expertise I have, of course, within Judaism.
0: Yeah,
2: oh, that's so good. You know, uh, t-
0: today, uh, a shared sense of civility is often lost with within leadership and culture. Most leaders have not been educated on how to interact with people of other backgrounds and don't sometimes don't even recognize the value or the importance of it. Why is it important for Americans to engage Uh, with people of other faiths and how important that is to collaborate together.
2: It has never been more important than this moment of polarization and baseless hatred that we are experiencing in our lifetimes, which I think most of us thought we weren't going to be experiencing quite like this, even though we understand human nature. So listen, it's the most basic principle of our shared faith, that we're created in the image of God, Mm. that no one Is better than anyone else. That everyone is other in some way, in the most positive sense of other—different, interesting, contributing. We need to look at people as our fellow human beings, so that we can create a better America together. This is the most basic Mm. principle that has made America a great country. And when it has failed at that, it's been to America's detriment. When it succeeded. It's been to the benefit of all of us. Right, love it, yeah,
1: it's love so it, good. and so when students are, or you know, or young professionals are entering into that workforce, you know, oftentimes that that jump is kind of the first time they're really interacting with people that are quite different from them in uh, in their, in, their in, in a substantial way. What are some principles they can keep in mind with those interactions in order to make them more fruitful and uh, and contribute to society better?
2: Don't be afraid. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Be yourself. Yeah. You know, and people are willing to hear, I'm not sure I understand this about mm-hmm. your culture, your yeah. identity. Help me. Yep. We, we go through life sometimes with assumptions. Mm-hmm. And try and diversify your social network. Yeah. It's, it's a principle that is obvious. If you don't know people from a certain group you're going to have misconceptions about that group. Yeah. How can you help society? How can you help yourself? Diversify your relationship. That's a gift I have professionally, because okay. that's what I do for a living, but we all could benefit from that. By the way, it's happening more and more in America mm-hmm. by the very nature. Groups that had been more insular, they go to universities, they go to mm-hmm. workplaces, they meet people that are not like them, It actually happens more naturally today than it used to. I know that's true for the Jewish community, where we were in fewer zip codes than we are today. Today, we're in so many more zip codes. Mm -hmm, We're still focused and concentrated in specific places. But young Jews have a much different experience, and I'm sure that this is than than their elders. And I'm sure this is true with other groups, especially immigrant groups in the Mm -hmm. second. Third and fourth generations—it's yeah. it, a whole different kind of experience.
0: Yeah, I love it. and we're so grateful you uh, could uh, be with us, and and we could have this conversation together. And uh, and 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 it's it's great to to learn to glean from the way that you have collaborated. Mm-hmm. We—it's just our heart to be able to do those kinds of things. Um, we're going to move into our fire round, uh, and uh, as we do in a fire round, we like to ask questions surrounding kind of everything we've discussed, and. And always give you uh, that opportunity to answer with your gut. Uh, uh, and we want to grab a few practical and applicable pieces of advice from your experiences for our listeners um, uh, today. So uh, we have about three questions. Mm-hmm. I'll let you fire off, Michael, the, the first question.
1: So, first, step, uh, first question What's the first step a leader should take when they're about to make an important decision? Sleep on it.
0: There you go. <laughs> That's do not,
1: good. Do not respond immediately. Yes, love it. Uh, how
0: do you know? here's the second one. How do you know when it's time to change your mind in a position in a position you've held for a long time, But you know to bring health to the conversation. It's a perspective that that needs to change.
2: When it's causing you pain and getting in your way. Mm. Yeah. we We don't easily give up our positions, right. But it's completely illogical to maintain certain positions your entire life. Does that mean you don't evolve? Right, right. Certain positions, of course, can change. Uh, God, uh, the divine image of the human being, the essential value of every individual. But political and ideological positions? Yeah. You should change. You should evolve. You should not be afraid of it. Yeah, and that's why it's
0: so important to integrate our faith with constant learning yep. so that we can serve. Yep. Yeah, no, that's good.
1: Love it. Last question to wrap up our time together. How can leaders help other people overcome their differences? How can they be peacemakers in their
2: communities? I think by role modeling. You know, what is the impact of uh, my relationship with Reverend Dr. Gabriel Saguero? yeah a leader here in this community latino evangelical, and for people to see that mm-hmm. people who are who do not or not in relationship with Jewish people to mm-hmm. see that that's possible and for to be honest and open uh to show people that it can happen
0: yeah Love it yeah. Well, Rabbi, what a privilege to uh, have you join us today for uh, for this podcast. Grateful for your life, for your example, the way you lead. Uh, grateful for what uh, wisdom you've provided our listeners, even in these few moments of conversation. So thank you for taking time to, uh, to be with us today. Thank you for hosting me. It's my pleasure.
1: Yeah. Love it, love it. And for more leadership content, you can check us out on Instagram at Kent underscore Engel or at Twitter at Kent Engel. Uh, you can also, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button so you can get more leadership content right into your feed. You can also visit our website, kenengel.com, subscribe to our leadership newsletter so you get weekly leadership tips every single day or every single week in in your inbox. Thank you so much for listening to Framework Leadership. Take care, everybody.